4: plushcare.com slash weight
2: loss
3: on sunday when the pages are playing we're asking you not to have house parties we're asking you not to gather in large groups and anyone who's invited to a party My suggestion to you is make the right decision and right choice and don't go. It was free money sitting on the table and
5: he left it there. And he left me on that table, too. He left me just exposed. And for all of you on Twitter who are hammering me for answering that question, for asking that question, I don't care. So stop deflecting. Stop blaming the media. I'm
1: tired of it. All right. John, John Roberts is tired of it.
2: I guess so. I guess he is tired of it. John Roberts, salty at the White House today, has had just about enough. These reporters have had just about enough because Donald Trump has the um, white supremacists on standby. <laughs> he's, a, he's a quiet nod or wink away from deploying them across the land to take over the entire country and uh, bomb the Reichstag and the, um, the autocratic fascistic regime begins and the reporters want this over they want answers damn it this of course is all the most recent time uh, uh, incarnation of this is because of the debate which somehow was only was that two nights ago
4: you have repeatedly we, criticized the the vice president for not specifically calling out antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups but are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Are you prepared to to specifically do Do it? I would say say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right wing. So what are are you saying? I'm I'm willing to do anything. I want to see peace. Then do it, sir. Say it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them... What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white right like supremacists. Right white proud boys. and white right boys. boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left.
2: You have Joe Biden and Chris Wallace saying, do it, do it, do it, do it. That's it's a, it's a new one for a debate moderator for me. Right. Now that I think about it now. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. To, you know, They're
6: demanding that he say the right words. Yes. In the right way, at the right time. And, you know, Trump has a point here. Biden opened the debate by saying that he is the Democratic Party. He's the ruler of the party. He controls it. So if he's Mr. Head Honcho of all these people, maybe he should tell his more violent supporters to stand down.
2: (laughs) By the way, uh, special co-host Catherine Hepburn has joined us (laughs) today. Tonight. i'm
6: sorry i have a sore throat everybody <laughs> Allison...
2: i apologize <laughs> <laughs> i'm intrigued because it's a little bit marge simpson a little bit <laughs> Catherine hepburn she has a wet hacking cough <laughs> that you'll have to uh, also uh endure but that's fine but i agree and I, and I think that's funny because um because um also when are these white supremacists now in kenosha and in portland it's militia groups. Like I assume he means the dude with the rifle. I assume that. Oh, what he means. that
6: guy's suing Biden. You know.
2: Right. Yeah. Because um,
6: Biden called him a white supremacist.
2: Yeah, I mean, so the, that's the point. This is something that's special to Trump. Only Trump has to do this. He has to, he has to denounce <laughs> and he has to separate himself. And the fact that he didn't, it's because he is by default he is a Nazi. They know he is. You know, and Mr. President, you know you are too. So. At least, you know, level with us. At least denounce them, so we know that you're not going to engage in your full white supremacist agenda right now. Guys, come on. We know you are. Obviously, anybody who, anybody who disagrees with disagrees with us at all, uh, you know, politically or philosophically, ideologically, is of course got to have some kind of. He's certainly at least racist. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe not completely malevolent altogether, but you know, has some built-in racism. So. So, Mr. President, you know, just denounce that. Denounce that, please, because you, that's something you should do to put us at ease, because we know you have the tendencies anyway. You know, and while you're at it, um, could you just denounce bestiality if you – <laughs> because we noticed you haven't denounced it, and it's happening out there, by the way. So, and, you know, there's there's this growing movement, and we notice there's dog whistles. Oh, actually, speaking of dog whistles, I guess that would be a, a dog whistle. Um so you have to do that. And you, can you just denounce pedophilia cuz the fact that you haven't means to us we understand that you're trafficking in that. So so Trump I understand that the, the administration their feeling is go to hell. That's really what their feeling is. Trump has <coughs> done this, you know, 80 billion times, but we'll we'll, we'll start with it, with the heat. So of course Trump said that last night. And then yet yeah, uh, today he gets um um mercy. Trump he Trump-Hilo, Where is that thing. Today he um, he talks about it again. Where is this? I know
6: it's tough going through all the 500 million cuts of sound where Trump denounces white supremacy to try and find the right one that happened today.
4: They asked me the exact same question. I said, I disavow. I disavowed then. I disavowed today on ABC with George Stephanopoulos. I disavowed again. Uh, David Duke is a bad person who I disavowed on numerous occasions over the years. I totally disavow. The Ku Klux
2: Klan. I totally disagree. So you know where that's going. We'll get to that. So here's Trump getting on the helo earlier today.
0: Last night, when he said the Proud Boys could stand back and stand by.
4: I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I mean, you'll have to give me a definition because I really don't know who they are. I can only say they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. Law enforcement will do the work more and more. As people see how bad this radical liberal... Democrat movement is and how weak the law enforcement's gonna come back stronger and stronger. But again, I don't know who Proud Boys are, but whoever they are, they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work.
2: Racist stuff is not top of mind for him. That's not his thing. He doesn't care about that. He's a New York guy, like he cares. He can you know, ask him about, you know, set design for hee haw. He's not gonna know that either. You know, that's not his thing whatsoever. So leave him alone. But he, so he does the the administration. Um, John Roberts, you heard in the in the open. John Roberts of Fox, who's who's usually a very straight up reporter. I know, I know that he's a usually a really good reporter because the left hates him because he's a Canadian and he used to be a lefty. I guess I don't know what he is, but he's usually a good reporter. But he's got it in his head now. These reporters have it in their heads. Like I just said, Trump doesn't have this stuff in his head. I'm not saying it's because he's a really good person. It's because obviously he doesn't give a damn about you know, white supremacy. What is that, what does he have to gain by that? What does that even mean? So, but anyway, John Roberts, they want him, just like you have to say, Black Lives Matter, not all lives matter. They want him, they they want him in his administration to engage in this performance ritual where they say it in front of him. Say it in front of me, say it right.
5: To start off, um, I'd like to ask you for a definitive and declarative statement without ambiguity or deflection as the person who speaks for the president does the president denounce white supremacism and groups that espouse it in all their forms
1: this has been answered yesterday by the president himself the day before by the president himself on the debate stage the president was asked this he said sure three times yesterday he was point blank blank asked do you uh, denounce white supremacy and he said i've always denounced any form of that. I can go back and read for you. um, In August 2019, in one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. In August of 2017, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups. I have an entire list of these quotes that I can go through with you. He has condemned white supremacy more than any president in modern history.
5: Just to clear it up this morning, can you, naming it Make a declarative statement
1: that you denounce
4: that the president denounces. Him.
1: I just did. Uh, the president has denounced this repeatedly. The, the you- president was asked this. You're just- making, you're contriving no, a storyline no, no. and just a narrative.
5: asking you to, put he this said, to rest.
1: I just did. I read you all of the quotes, and if you need quotes. to see them in can
5: writing, I part will put them it. in an email. Hold on. So, Kaylee, can, can you right now denounce white supremacy? And the group I that just said, dispel- the
1: president
4: has
5: denounced white the supremacy,
1: the KKK, and hate groups in all forms. He signed a resolution to that effect. Uh, the president just last week, perhaps you all weren't covering it, but just last week expressed his desire to see the KKK prosecuted as domestic terrorists. This president uh, had advocated for the death penalty for a white supremacist, the first federal execution in 17 years. His record on this is unmistakable, and it's shameful that the media ref-
2: so she obviously is right. You know That said, he could easily, she could easily say, yes, we totally condemn white supremacy and disavow it totally. But at the same time, why give it to him? I understand their feeling is go to hell. Go to hell. We're not jumping through hoops every time you do this. And it's exactly like um, the Obama birther stuff. When they kept saying to Obama and his administration, you know, just show us a birth certificate. Just show it to us. Show it to us. And the administration said, no, no, we're not making a habit out of your crazy concoctions ending up as action items for us. No, we're not showing you stuff. We're not showing you stuff. And then some jackass went on TV and put Obama's back against the wall and said, "Uh, you know, we better see the birth certificate. And then and, uh, and then, Obama showed it. And, of course, Trump counted that as a victory. But, uh, but y- 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 why feed these idiots? They want to make – and once you do that, w- once you condemn white supremacy, it's not there. You need to – there's other stuff you didn't condemn. Did you condemn it strong enough? But no, it, it's – they're never going to stop believing that he's not a Nazi because anybody who thinks differently than them has got to be evil. And that's what it is. If you look at if you look at most of your friends, progressive friends out there, they think Republicans are certainly stupid and mostly uh, malevolent, mostly uh, mostly evil or up to no good. Some of them, you never. We're never just well thought out human beings who have our own sets of beliefs based on you know a logic and experience. It's always. There's something wrong with you that you think that way. Because unless you think exactly like me, then there's yeah. something wrong. You know, right now we've moved on to pumpkin spice latte. And if you're going to Dunkin' Donuts and, you know, having a – getting a medium regular, then that's fine. That doesn't make you evil. That just makes you white trash, which is fine. You know, but that's how they feel. So, So I have no problem with her pushing back against this stuff. I know all the political consultant class, they always say to – just, you know, get it over with, put the thing away. I, I don't I don't. If Trump's gonna go down this year, if he loses the election, let him go down fighting the way he wants to fight. I got no problem with it. Now that said, it should also go oh yes, I'm sorry, I should play this Robert. So Roberts then does a hit on Fox News. And do you remember who the anchor is? I don't. Um, it's a woman from Little House in the Prairie. I forgot her name. Um but she she really was the little girl in Little House in the Prairie long time ago but that's who the anchor is so he does his hit with her and he just flies open in this rant
5: and for all of you on twitter who are hammering me for answering that quite for asking that question i don't care because it's a question that needs to be asked and clearly the president's republican colleagues a mile away from here are looking for an answer for it too so stop deflecting stop okay. blaming the media
1: i'm tired of it all right John that, John Roberts is tired of it, so we're going to let.
2: Ooh, what a moment! That wow. was so. That was I would suspend him for that absolutely, not just because it's uh, because he's openly cavetching and opining, um, but uh, because it's unprofessional uh, broadcasting, and to, you know, to leave that dead air there and then to step on her, you know, that's not how you. When you hand um, a broadcast back from the field after a, a live hit, it, there's uh, certain protocols you need in there for the person in the booth uh, in the t- in front of the camera to uh, to know to take the broadcast from you. And I'm sick of it, damn it, or whatever he said is not one of those. It's not a transitional uh, a strategy or you know procedure in uh, in broadcast. It's just stupid. She, he may, he put her in a tough spot, so I suspend him. Doesn't matter what he's talking about. I don't mind him. I, I still think he's a good he's, – he's always been, it seems to me, a straight-up uh, uh, reporter and, and always pretty good. He's having an off day and something got in his head. You know why? I think you know why.
1: Two more hogs got the fever.
2: And today John Roberts got the fever. And it's not going to stop more and more of them getting the fever, more and more.
6: I just don't understand how we're still doing this thing where we're pretending that the president hasn't denounced white supremacy because he has many they times. asked me
4: the exact same question i said i disavow i disavowed then i disavowed today on abc with george stephanopoulos i disavowed again uh, david duke is a bad person who i disavowed on numerous occasions over the years i totally disavow the klu klux klan i totally disavow david duke ultimately he got to the klu klux klan which obviously i'm going to disavow i reject david duke rejected david duke uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. David Duke is saying to his supporters and followers, vote for Donald Trump. White supremacists are saying, vote for... Do you want those votes? No, I don't want them, and I don't want him to say it. And do yeah, want, want the supporters? No, it. I don't want anything. I, what do you how think of white
5: supremacists, by the way?
4: I don't like any group of hate.
5: David Duke announced his Senate candidacy claiming your agenda. Are you ready before you yeah. ask the question? Newt Gingrich said, every Republican should repudiate this guy, I no get, matter what it takes.
4: And I do... Rebuked. Is that okay? Rebuked.
5: Rebuked. Done. Done. Do you want white supremacists to vote for
4: you? No, I don't at all. Not at all.
7: His campaign is denouncing a show of support from the KKK's official newspaper, as in the Ku Klux Klan. In
3: the same New York Times interview, he denounced white supremacists. He denounced the neo-Nazis who support him. Racism
4: is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK. Neo-Nazis, white supremacists and you had people and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. I spoke out forcefully against hatred, bigotry and violence and strongly condemned the neo-Nazis, the white supremacists and the KKK.
6: President Donald Trump signed a congressional joint resolution that condemns white supremacy, neo-Nazis and other hate groups.
4: In one voice, our nation must condemn racism bigotry and white supremacy any group of hate i don't like it any group of hate i am whether it's white supremacy whether it's any other kind of supremacy whether it's antifa whether it's any group of hate i am very
2: concerned about it and i'll do something about it i don't know i don't i don't know that he disavowed it
5: and for all of you on twitter who were hammering me for answering that quite for asking that question i don't care Because it's a question that needs to be asked. And clearly, the president's Republican colleagues, a mile away from here, are looking for an answer for it, too. So stop deflecting. Stop blaming the media.
1: I'm tired of it. All right. John John Roberts is tired of it. So we're going to (laughs) let.
6: I mean, is this the emperor's new clothes? Like, why do we continue to ask the president how he feels about white supremacy? He's said it. I don't get it. Well, So if if you're the reporter asking the question, it's hard not to wonder about your motives because it seems like, I know it's a cliche to say this, but the like, when did you stop beating your wife type Mm -hmm. of question? It seems like that. Because if a person says 150 times that they denounce white supremacy and they think it's terrible and a big problem and blah, 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 blah. And then you go, well, do you denounce white supremacy? Can you clearly say that you denounce white supremacy? It, Mm -hmm. It's... Promoting a narrative that he doesn't, because right. or he well, hasn't already.
2: So if you ask him the question and he answers it immaculately, then you can put um, that in the news story with Trump in white supremacy in the news story, and that's the the, the catchy uh, copy. And you can say that he that he denounced <laughs> it. You know, although parties in Washington and uh, grassroots movements in the and the, uh, and the um, uh, what's the um, the the group. Down in the South, Southern Law Poverty Law Center, etc. Right. will be happy to give you a quote to make the story seem more live than it is.
0: Right. Um, and- but also,
2: if if there's any chance that he's inarticulate, which is, is always going to be, then you can poke, you know, you can d- poke all sorts of holes in his answer, and and use that to keep it alive. And then in the New York Times, uh, op-ed writers, led by 26-year-old revolutionaries, will all write op-eds about Trump and the racism problem, and then those op-eds will be fodder for the Sunday shows, and then the other Sunday shows will all talk about it and have guests talking about how problematic the op-ed uh, how problematic Trump is and his administration is and the tone is and his dog whistles and all this are and then the sunday shows talk about it and then monday morning the uh, print publications the times and the ap et cetera, will pick up the quotes from those sunday shows and recycle into the news um right. once again and then the cable news will pick that up at the during the day and they'll advance each other every single day every single day until it's just the complete and utter wall of Trump and white supremacy and somebody who's dumb or somebody who has too little time to properly go through and vet the news will say, geez, if the Associated Press is saying that Trump and white supremacy, there's a problem there. Well, then Jesus, that's pretty worrying. Oh my God, I better get a yard sign.
6: It's like the very fine people myth. Trump said that there were very fine people who were against taking down statues And he specifically prefaced it by saying that he absolutely did not mean white supremacists, neo-Nazis, the KKK and other hate groups because they should be condemned totally. That's what he said. And then he said, but there are some very fine people who oppose taking down statues. The idea that that's been spun into Mm -hmm. saying that Nazis are very fine people is so insane. It's just – but I think that the left feels like if they control the whole media, mm-hmm. and they can repeat the lie enough times so that they can just make it reality.
2: Yes, and usually it works. And if you look at back back during the uh, twenty twelve campaign with George Stephanopoulos, out of nowhere raised this uh, the, this question of a war on women they, to Mitt Romney. And uh, Romney said, well, "Well, I don't know where that comes from, and it's something about birth control, or whatever it was." And Romney, said, I don't know what that comes from. I don't know what you're suggesting. I mean, we, I respect women. We binders full of women. and there we go. But with binders full of women, what a horrific, malicious, misogynist thing to say romney the evil bastard right
6: he said he had binders full of women to use to hire more women right. he had binders full of women's resumes in other right. words and
2: it was, it was the question came out of, it was seeded out of nowhere the question came out of nowhere really in the news cycle that the question belonged in there but it went into the debates just like white supremacy went into the debates and don't let your mind get you know uh, manipulated here White supremacy is what we always thought it was. It's idiots in Montana with 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 skinheads who you know read Stormfront magazine and you know, believe they're the gener- genetically superior uh, faction of human beings on Earth. They're idiots and they're losers, and they always have been. And they have no political affiliation. They've got no political power. The only thing they have now is complete and utter fame because people would rather propel them, uh, you know, into stardom uh it, it, as long as it hurts Donald Trump more than you know more than tell the truth so that's what's happening that's why you know who Richard Spencer uh, is the guy who Biden does not have to disavow every day for some reason it's all crap and I have no time for it although in 2016 Chris Wallace asked Donald Trump oh, uh, do you disavow white supremacy at the debate so you'd figure that if he asked them
4: <laughs> totally disavow the Klu Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. I've been doing it now for two weeks. This is, you're probably about the 18th person that's asked me the question. It was very clear. That question was also talked about in the form of groups. Groups. I want to know which groups are you talking about? You have to tell me which groups. Ultimately, he got to the Klu Klux Klan, which obviously I'm going to disavow. And by the way, if you look on my Twitter account, almost immediately after the program, they were disavowed again. You know, it's amazing. When I do something on Twitter, everybody picks it up. goes all over the place. But when I did this one, nobody ever picks it up. Take a look at my Twitter account. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
2: Thank you, sir, says Chris Wallace. Well, apparently he forgot because he went right back at it it, four years later. It's just crap. You know, I don't know if it'll work. If you're – who knows if it'll work? But then again, the media, of course, and Democrats and just – well, your neighbors – Call you racist all the time too, and they always have been. That's another reason you, you have Trump. It's because people who don't know how to protest, who have no idea of how to of the how to bang a drum or or make a poster board or a sign for a protest, got together in twenty ten because they were worried about the debt spending in health care, and went out as the Tea Party. And you called them all racist, gangs of racists everywhere. And you know, it, people get bothered by that. So, and people call Trump supporters racist. Remember, they voted for Trump, not because they know the issue. They don't know the issues. They are idiots. They, these A lot of these people work with their hands and have name tags and have to punch in and out of jobs. So they're stupid, obviously. They're more stupid than you because you want to be you because you're smart. So, but it's, those people, remember, they said, Democrats have been saying, the left has been saying now that they voted for Trump because they noticed that the corner store, which used to be owned by, you know, good Irish people, is now owned by these Indian people and... Uh, you know, it makes them, or Hispanic people, and they're uneasy with that. Their world is changing. They want to make America great again. In other words, go back to the Lily Low White world. So they were afraid of incursions by people who don't look like them into their community. So they had to go out and vote for Trump because they're afraid. So they're not necessarily bad. They're stupid, all right, but they're not necessarily bad. So anyway, those people, I hope that they see that they're being called racist and white supremacist again, too. Right now, when people are making the choice, Of either, either you know, spending money for another semester, for uh, put a kid in in college, you know, community college, or get a car fixed, or, I mean, this is a tough time for working people, and they have enough to go through without being called something uh, horrid and toxic, like a. Actually,
6: I only know one of the two presidential candidates that's had a commentary on the race of convenience store owners, uh, in America so i
2: don't No, that's been de- debunked biden says he has no time for that and the media is not picking up on that so that is that is yes none of that stuff not you have the first clean articulate african-american you'd figure that that would be something but um,
6: everything with them is projection
2: so it, I, that, that is absolutely right <laughs> just look at the girl in central park look at the girl in central park oh my god I, you're, you're, uh, I feel <coughs> assaulted by you and I'm going to call the police who th- oh, hopefully will beat you down because I know that that's what they'll do to you right oh, and that's a goodness. good liberal killing us softly with his song i oh, was just sorry I'm this, this cut remember Yelena the government found
6: the financial means to equip pigs with millions of dollars worth of protective equipment without hesitation to use against protesters who are simply asking to stop being killed
0: right
2: Right. To stop. You know, it seems like a reasonable request, simply ask to stop being killed. So, Stowers, remember last week in City Hall Plaza in Boston, Massachusetts, um, packed City Hall Plaza. A lot of people around the speakers were not wearing masks. There was no social distancing. You know, the- there was
6: chanting, which I'm told is a very uh, critical vector, because your church choir can't sing because singing, shouting, loud talking that uh, that spreads coronavirus. Right, but not chanting slogans about f the police. So, by the
2: way, that little beep that you just heard—if you heard it—was a message between my the guy a guy I'm working with at the newspaper. We're trying to find cartoons to use for the newspaper uh, that don't have Trump wearing a Klan outfit. So that's <laughs> uh, part of my d- daily job. So, um, you heard that anyway. Well, well, there's new trouble in Boston. Boston is going to zone red or code red, whatever, because there have been some parties in Boston and you're not allowed to not social distance in Boston, and you're not allowed to be gathered in large groups, and Marty Walsh, the mayor of Boston, has demand declared there's a code red, and you, once again, yes, are in trouble.
3: We're asking young people to take all the precautions that everyone else is taking. You're not immune to the virus or the impacts or effects of this virus. The only way we can make sure that you're protecting yourself and others is to follow the public health guidance. In particular, we're asking you to to not to hold or attend house parties indoors or outdoors. We've No
2: house parties outdoors, remember. Nothing outdoors.
3: Increase in house parties throughout the city of Boston. We're getting reports from several neighborhoods about loud parties in South Boston, in Austin-Brighton, in Mission Hill. The noise level is inconsiderate, but the larger concern is the viral transmission.
2: The noise level in around City Hall Plaza, which is around Beacon Hill, that's fine. That We don't count that. That's fine. The noise level where you walked through the city chanting bleep the police, chanting racist bleep police, chanting, shouting at diners in the south end saying the black people used to live here. That's not a noise problem. That's not a noise problem. You having fun at your kegger. Uh, you know all right outside of Boston College that is bad noise
3: I want to remind all the residents that are watching today that if you can, you can call the police department if you're hearing a disturbance you can call the party line or call 911
2: or you can just find a brown shirt and stick them immediately on whatever crowd of uh, of drunken frat boys you find
3: but we're asking people for your cooperation first. To anyone who's hosting house parties, I'm urging you not to do it. Shut up!
2: Shut up! Leave us the hell alone! My God, why are you in people's houses now? <laughs> Stop it!
3: On Sunday, when the Patriots are playing, we're asking you not to have house parties. We're asking you not.
2: Don't get in. Don't enjoy the game too much. Don't enjoy. The, we'd like you all to be split up. No house parties for you with the Patriots. To guys.
3: gather in large groups. And anyone who's invited to a party, my suggestion to you is make the right decision and right choice and don't go. Find a safer way to socialize. We need everyone to remain vigilant.
2: Jesus killed all the restaurants, killed all the business. Now it's to kill all the fun. You know, it's it's just incredible because that that's the wrong kind of party. Now, just last week, when the protesters by the thousands took to the streets, shouting, shouting and screaming, right squished up together in in the streets etc that was fine
5: this has been going on for about five hours now currently the protesters are here between faneuil hall
2: and city hall they have shut down congress street right now they're listening to speeches we heard countless chants along the way but the one we probably heard the most was say her name brianna taylor many focusing the message here tonight on getting people out to vote we have to continue sending this message because you know it seems like
4: and it's no disrespect to the police but a lot of these closet clansmen are hiding under this the flag of blue lives matter nobody never said that blue lives don't matter Well, we're saying that all lives can't matter until black lives matter
2: this one however started and ended at night and there were people eating in the south end as protesters marched by chanting black people used to live here but because of gentrification that's no longer the case what number do I call Mayor Walsh? This race is police. No justice. No peace. This race is police. That is allowed. That is absolutely allowed. Woo. But do not. Do not get together and watch a Patriots game. No house parties in Alston or Brighton. Nope. Or Mission Hill. Even though if there is one in Mission Hill, we're not going there. I can't see that. So there you go. That's it. You've been told, we take this virus so seriously, we're so serious about this, and its spread, and the subsequent deadliness of this, that we sanction and allow a permanent parade and march through the city of Boston with thousands of people not socially distanced. That's how serious we are. This is so contagious that it's okay with us if you all squish together. But hey, you know what? It's for a good cause. Nobody would suggest it's not. The government found financial means to equip
6: pigs with millions of dollars worth of protective equipment. Without exactly.
2: Million- and if you are going to have a Patriots party, at least include some castigation uh, for the pigs. Jesus. It's incredible. I do like that song, I must say. My brother. This is for my brother would like this part.
0: All
2: right. There you go. It's incredible. It is. It blows my mind that they can do it again. Like, the one-off is one thing. Right after George Floyd died and they said, okay, we've got a powder keg here happening, something cultural is is happening, huge. Uh, there's a, an entire population that that that, that uh, is letting off steam here. Let's just stand back. If that was a one-off, that's one thing. But this is routinely now in front of your face this happens, but you're told to take them all seriously. Well, right,
6: and... You know, we're finding out more about COVID all the time. And, you know, I'm a science person. I like science. And we're finding out more and more that this is happening in clusters. It's happening in one-off super spreader events. And I think that's really critical when we look at things like these protests. Um, it doesn't take much. And so The Atlantic had a big article about this this week, about how the illness spreads and how we've been misinterpreting it. And... Um, one of the things is they've talked about is that 80-90% to of the people who have the virus don't even spread it to one other person. Most people are not very contagious and what they're realizing is that there's a much smaller percentage of people who for whatever reason seem to shed more of the virus and be more contagious. So it's a combination of factors. You get one of those really contagious people in an enclosed event or at a big event where people aren't socially distanced and you end up with a really big super spreader event like boston had the biogen conference um you know like there's a one person in a church in daegu south korea who infected over a hundred other people at this Mm -hmm. one event and it's not even so much whether a city as a whole has like such and such a policy or this other policy what they're finding is that it's more a matter of luck that if you get the wrong person in the wrong event at the wrong time that 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 really increases the spread exponentially in that area. And what that means in terms of test and trace is that what you don't want to do is find every single person who's sick and contact everyone they come in contact with. What you want to do is trace backwards. You want to see because it's unlikely that that person is very contagious. So what you want to do Is find out who they got it from because that's the person who was very contagious. And that's how you find the super spreader events. You work backwards. You find out where this person got it, and then you try and see who else that person affected because you know that that person was a contagious person. But unfortunately, with the protests, we're doing the opposite of that. We have this running rampant in minority communities, killing off minorities. As Biden said in the debate the other night, one in a thousand black people in the United States has now died of COVID. That's insane. And so you have people gathering at these huge events, which could be super spreader events if the wrong person shows up at it. And and you're not asking people where they've been when they came in contact with the virus. You're not allowed to ask them if they attended a protest. That is the wrong approach. It's right. an absolute backwards approach. You get so much less bang from your for your buck in terms of test and trace when you're going out and trying to find the people who are in contact with the person who tests positive. What you want to do is try and figure out where the person who tested positive got it. And if you're not allowed to ask them where they got it, then you're going to have a huge problem on your hands. So we're never going to know how many people got it from these protests. And I guarantee you that these cases are now seeding into the communities and it's going to hurt a lot more minorities than, for example, the police have hurt this year.
2: So, let me ask you another question. Okay. The coronavirus comes here essentially in January or February, right? Okay. Flights from Wuhan—it's coming, comes here. We know it's serious. We start looking around. We see signs that it's serious. In the beginning of March, we say, "Okay, this is a serious thing. We have a problem." By mid-March, we shut down. Everything shuts down. We have to wear masks. We go underground. We hide. We're, we're all subterranean creatures now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you have the third week of March, the fourth week of March, the first week of April, second week of April, the third week of April. I'm just talking about Boston right here. Mm-hmm. Between uh, During the last week of April, between the, the 24th and 28th, we'll say, in Massachusetts, the virus spikes with about um what maybe 150 what was the spike it was 252 on on April 29th fatale, fatalities right
6: yeah so we so, were around so, 200 people dying a right. day for a while there okay
2: by by the end of June we're essentially essentially April right there is when it spikes um may it's going on downward trajectory by the end of June we're essentially where we are now essentially right so all of we've had nine thousand people die in this nine thousand four hundred people die in Massachusetts. More than eight thousand five hundred of those died during the spike. Right. So t- here's a question I have: We know the virus is coming, so we all hide. We social distance. We don't go to school. Um, there were reduced hours for grocery stores back then. Mm-hmm. There were no restaurants open. No nothing. Everything's closed. We all hide. As we all hide, it comes in anyway and kills 8000 of us right now we're still hiding right so if it why did it kill so many of us if we were hiding when it came before and so but it's not killing us now so what i'm saying is we did everything we were supposed to we all hid but it came in and killed everybody anyway
6: so i would say that probably what it is, is that happened too late in the spring. The shutting down happened too late. Um, Part of what is really tough is when we look at those numbers from the spring, we had much, much, much less testing then. So when we say we only had, you know, 23 cases on March or whatever, I don't have the numbers right in front of my face. But when we that's obviously not true, because during the shutdown, as you say, so many people were dying. The virus already was widespread and already had rampant community spread by that point in time. We just didn't know it yet. And when you look at excess deaths from respiratory illnesses Mm -hmm. in the CDC death numbers overall, you can see that there was starting to be an uptick of these like pneumonia and influenza like illness deaths around that time beforehand, not huge, but enough that we know that something weird was starting to happen, you know, by February. So those people were already out there infecting people, and unfortunately, we didn't have enough testing ready to go soon enough. We have quite a lot of testing now. We have very good testing in place now. One thing we don't really have is tracing the way other countries do um, in this at the same level because we're less, much less of a top-down approach to our health policy as, nationally. Um, but But the virus came in, and it was very specific spreader events. The Biogen Conference, you know, a huge number of the cases in Massachusetts were tied to that. And I think that if we had had the testing in place earlier and we had been testing people and looking, we would see that there were specific instances. Probably somebody really contagious visited that soldier's home Mm -hmm. in Holyoke, and we could find that. But, I mean, you can't go back in time and test people in the past, but, you know— Because, like I say, what what they found is that it's not that the virus tends to be that contagious with everybody, but you end up with a few people who are really contagious. And if you get that person in an enclosed environment with a bunch of vulnerable people, you kill a lot of people. Hmm. So it's sort of like you need all these factors at once. You need an environment that's good for spread, which is like an indoor enclosed environment with bad ventilation. You need people up close to each other for an extended period of time. And you need the person who's contagious to walk into that space. And it's not anyone but you know like I say they're saying now that like 80 to 90% of the people that have the virus that test positive don't infect a single other person. And yet you have these stories of one person attending an event and 80% of the people there walking out sick. That's crazy. So but that's what I'm saying is it's like this all happened beforehand. And we saw the impacts of it play out. You have one sick person visit the soldier's home in Holyoke before you have a handle on it. And now all of a sudden, you have a bunch of sick people there. And if 10% of those people are now really contagious, they continue to spread it. So because they're all trapped in this building together with poor ventilation and the state isn't taking them out and putting them in hospitals, they're keeping them trapped in there.
2: Right. And so, and that's the other thing is that Is that, and they knew this in March, in early March, they knew that this thing hits older people and people with pre-existing conditions.
6: Right. Uh, I mean, I just saw a graph today of the Massachusetts deaths. I think it's, um, it's around like 500 of the 9,000 plus people that have died in Massachusetts are under 60. So not that that's good. I'm against people over 60 dying. Yes. To be clear. Right. Um, But that means that you can target your approach a lot more and that, um, you know, people have to make smart decisions if you have someone vulnerable at home versus if you absolutely don't have somebody vulnerable at home, then you need to make good decisions. But that, you know, for younger people, this is, I don't want to say a non-issue because clearly it does make people really sick, but... You're not going to die if you're under a certain age. And we have in Massachusetts currently zero deaths of school-aged children.
2: Zero. So you know, part of my problem, thank you very much for Alice. I appreciate that. Part of my problem about this is the fact that, yes, college kids, you're not allowed to have parties and you're not allowed to have house parties. And you're, you're allowed to be on City Hall. Neck and neck chanting. You're not allowed to be, and you're and milling around in front of a restaurant. The restaurant is already shut down. The location is owned by social media star Salt
4: Bay. City <laughs> officials say the restaurant repeatedly broke COVID-19 safety guidelines. 7th Curry Corrado
1: has the latest from Boston. The city officials citing COVID violations. Right now, we are standing right out front of the restaurant, which is closed right now. But in these videos on
6: Instagram, you can see crowds of people outside the restaurant on its opening weekend. They are up-
2: So Instagram videos, some rats recorded people milling around outside of the restaurant, so they have to be closed down. People packed into City Hall Plaza, you know, do not have to be. Those people don't have to be closed down. As if I haven't driven that point home uh, enough, I just wanted to go back there, and that's my big problem with that. Now, um, do we have COVID money coming? Nancy Pelosi talked about negotiations right now with the Republicans. I think and originally Republicans wanted to. Mitch McConnell wanted to spend um, like seven hundred fifty billion and Pelosi 300 wanted three hundred billion. Uh, three hundred billion and Pelosi wanted four trillion or something. Yes. Okay. Um, and so in, now, although Mnuchin and the, the White House were willing to go over one like to one point three trillion or something, they were right. they, they were they just want to cut the deals. So right. uh, do you, does this need to be set up?
6: So I'll just say right now, Republicans are at 1500000000000 trillion. They're offering a $1.5 trillion bill, and they're saying they could even go up to $1.6 trillion. Um, this bill does include stimulus payments to individuals and um, extended and expanded unemployment. Uh, and the Democrats are currently down to $2.2 trillion. And, uh, well, let's get Nancy Pelosi's thoughts on whether or not she can uh, do anything with the $1.5 trillion
2: bill. Sorry, Alice. Uh, Much like my days as a producer for Michael Graham, I hit the wrong button. (laughs) Good setup, though, and nice calling for audio. Here we
5: go. I want to come back to something you referred to earlier, and that is the half a loaf versus the whole loaf. Put aside, if we can, for a moment, the question you raised about net operating losses and some mischief that may be done. If you could take that away, aren't you better off doing some good for the millions of people who are not having the support they need right now? Because if we don't get it done before the election, we're really talking about going into 2021, aren't we?
7: Well, let me just say this. This isn't half a loaf. What they're offering is the heel of the loaf. We've come down $1, uh, $1 trillion. The then we came the down $1 $200 billion. <laughs> Pretty soon, we're just having a conversation. We're not really meeting the needs of the American people. And you really can't just say, well, just take this. Uh, um, no, it's a missed opportunity. We're in a nego- no, we need to
2: bankrupt the country in one fell swoop. We can't do it a little bit at a time. Jesus, just give people some relief, Nancy.
7: Negotiation. We're ta- I
2: do like the name Nancy
7: though. Talking about money, we're talking about values, we're talking about the uh, language yes. to implement right. it. <laughs> and you, if you, it's no use going into a negotiation if you say, I'll just take the path of least resistance with the smallest right. amount of money that gives tax breaks at the high end uh, less uh, to those who need it the most. And by the way, you know better than I, as I say to you on all these shows, This is a a consumer confidence. These people spend this money immediately. It's urgently needed and inject demand into the economy, create jobs. It's a stimulus.
6: Yeah, so your $1,200 check that you could be getting or up to $6,000 for a family or the extra $300 unemployment for the tens of thousands Mm -hmm. of people getting laid off right now or the other people who are going to be out of work as they continue to try and shut down the country going into the winter – Good luck to you. Nancy Pelosi is not going to let you get the heel of the loaf because that would just not be good for America if she let you get that money while she holds out for special OSHA regulations and other wish list, crazy liberal things that she wants to pack into the bill.
2: Your biting sarcasm even works through your horrific... Horrific I swear, album. I don't even feel that, is, that bad. I just who do you sound, sound like right terrible. now? A lot of people are into kind of raspy voice. That's isn't raspy. This is like the the <coughs> the woman in the Titanic, but the old version. This is <laughs> thank uh, you, thank you. That's good. Is there a chance, uh, Alice, that you have been uh, at a party in Mission Hill or Alston? Brighton? I have
6: not been to any parties. Are
2: you sure? Have you been watching the Patriots with people around? Because it sounds no. to me like you may have a pandemic virus.
6: I've been to Walmart. I've been to Market Basket.
2: Walmart. Trump voters are there and they're stupid because they all get together. Uh in, masks
6: were required. I wore get, my mask. Everyone else was wearing a mask. I've not been caught time, on.
2: There comes a time in every man's life and anybody who's in who's in uh media knows this. Um, I
6: mean I have taken my children to maskless soccer, so that's possible. Well, that's that where you got it. Well, maybe maybe it they coming. contracted this while playing soccer.
2: Yep. Well, you know what some people would say, Alice, about you—they're getting what was coming to them. You're getting what was coming to you.
6: Yep, that's my congressman, by the way, Seth Moulton.
2: Uh, okay, once in a while, in when you're in media, as I am, you, um, once in a while, something gold gets dropped in your lap. You know, some of the stuff is you can move on. You know, some of the stuff you can't move on. Like we saw today, a certain. Uh, former transit officer in uh, Massachusetts um, who was uh, shot and almost died during the hunt for the Sarniaps after the Marathon bombing. A story came out in the Washington Examiner saying that Joe Biden has actually hit on his wife. Now, that was like the worst-kept secret in, in Massachusetts. Everybody in Massachusetts knew that, but everybody loves the guy, who, and I won't say his name just because it's another layer of respect. Everybody loves the guy, the guy, the, the guy. Who who got shot and and he doesn't want any part of politics so it, to be involved in this crap this year so it's fine, but um so and you know you can't just run off of or reputable news organizations generally can't just go off of social media posts you need a human being to corroborate your story this is a lot there's a lot to it so but uh, so the, it came out today in the Washington Examiner that, that happened and um. I think it, we'll probably find out shortly that Biden has a thing for the wives of law enforcement uh, officers. I think we'll find that happening in the next uh, next few days. So, uh, and uh, that'll be, somebody else will have to do that legwork uh, at the moment. But, once in a while, something falls into your lap, as I was saying, that you can use. That's wonderful. So today, I got this. In my inbox, it's actually, she pitched it to me a few times, and I just totally missed it or ignored it. This is from a woman named Carol dunce Ph.D. This is a pitch from um, from a PR person. Nationwide volunteer virtual chorus demands change. Counting on Joe, the Joe Biden campaign song. Following the first presidential debate, it becomes increasingly clear that America needs a change. Sixty-nine Americans from across the nation sing about the change we need. Joe Biden for President of the United States in Counting on Joe. The volunteer virtual chorus was assembled by Carol Dunst, or sorry, Dunitz, Dunitz. Carol decided to produce a campaign song for Joe Biden when it became clear that she would not be able to tour in her new 20-song show, 2020themusical.com God knows what that is She started to look for volunteers in early. Anyway, she got these people together and they put together a what I consider a groundbreaking an emotionally charged plea I wasn't going to vote for Biden before this, Alice mm-hmm. and I am uh, fully on board now and I think after hearing this you will be too so already you can tell this is high production quality. There's a lot that's Absolutely. going into this. That is not a meaty uh, file whatsoever. A fight for the soul of our nation. Democracy's taken a blow. With crack lines right at its foundation. I thought they said with crack pipes. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus, that maybe you stay away from that. We're talking about Joe. <laughs> Oh, no, it's crack lines in its foundation. And that's why
0: we're counting on Joe. Biden's a leader with character whose heart, soul, and mind do ring true. So we... His heart, soul, and mind do ring true. Choose a man with experience to restore the red, white, and blue. All right. Our president needs to have morals to harvest the seeds of he'll sow.
2: With lots of compassion, yes, that's why we're counting on Joe. So, by the way, there are 57 or whatever little windows open in the Zoom thing to see counting on Joe. He'll focus on
0: issues so dear to us, like healthcare
2: and COVID-19, a sound policy national healing. What uh, sound policy what healing? National healing. Jesus, ram that baby in there. Experience. He's knocking in with a ball peen hammer. Whatever you can do to fit (laughs) national in there. Bank on Biden to say what he means. Diversity
0: in Biden's cabinet. Diversity in Biden's cabinet. (laughs) Reflecting the country we know with women and people of color. Yes, that's why we're counting on Joe.
2: With 36 years as a senator he knows how to reach the... this is when you've run out of poetry and are simply on his wiki page and... 500 bills he co-sponsored but he was a chairmanship of 14 councils he happens to be a Pisces he's standing at six foot one. He last drove an Oldsmobile Cutlass. Bridge gaps found with Bernie. Cut deals where all leave with a smile. Cut deals with what? With a smile? <laughs> where
6: all leave with a smile. <laughs> a promise by mine is sacred.
2: The daring key change.
0: A homeland where all are secure. Opportunity without limit. To restore
2: integrity, prosperity with all in tow. A vigilant effort can turn the tide. Yes, that's why we're counting
6: on Joe. Well, there you go. Did they say a promise by Biden is sacred?
2: Yes. There you go. So that's where I switched and they changed. I'm on Team Biden. I'm counting on Joe. You know, national health care, COVID nineteen response, uh, crack pipe in the foundation. (laughs) So, um, so that is out there. I like stuff like that. I think probably there a few of those people after they saw the finished product said, "Was that great that I was in that?" Maybe not.
6: Do you remember, by the way, back in two thousand eight, after Biden was selected, and they had there was that YouTube video that was like the. From the rapper, the song was like "I want your body, I need your body," but they were trying to make it sound like Joe Biden, like "I no. want Joe Biden, I need Joe Biden." Do you remember that?
2: No. You're that was, that me. was a
6: thing like back in 2008. That was before we knew each other. But
2: oh my goodness! Oh, we should try. Alice, what that. is this? What is this uh, smut you sent me on Twitter here? In January, I had nothing but debt to my name, and January, <laughs> I had nothing but debt to my name, and yesterday, I bought a whole house. But yesterday I bought a whole house with the OnlyFans money in my skank bank. Thank you, Alice, for classing up the joint. What is this? Right. So this is
6: this is a bit of a Twitter kerfuffle
2: that I've been um,
6: watching happen, unfold. Um, this is from Savannah Solo, who uh, she is an Oh, o- I've
2: seen her on OnlyFans.
6: She's an OnlyFans star. I hope you haven't seen her on OnlyFans. I no, don't.
2: Don't go, on, OnlyFans. don't go on OnlyFans. Oh, my Fans. God. What? Oh, no, no. Her p- profile picture. Uh, I don't know. She
6: uh, she dresses up as like slave Leia. You, you want and... another
2: cup of Jawa juice? Oh, I see. Oh, so OnlyFans, for those who don't know, is oh, a sort Savannah of social Solo, media as in the Han Solo,
6: right? Or okay. you know Leia Solo or Rey Solo. So she's like dressing up as like Star Wars characters and uh, doing. She it's OnlyFans is a pornographic uh social media site. I would say, uh, I don't know that it was necessarily intended to. So only... I want it
2: right now. To only
6: be pornography, but but basically it allows women or men or whoever to do things on camera for money. So you can charge your subscribers for, like, subscribers-only content, but it caters in particular to women who want to do things on camera for money for men who pay them, basically.
2: Okay, it says, one time I had a erotic dream, we'll say, about General Grievous, and I didn't hate it. Who's General Grievous? It's from Star Wars, I think. Okay. Uh, 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 I don't know. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, I am indeed naked. N e k k i d. You'll find something from. You'll find everything from lewd to explicit. Oh, you know what? S- the Solo family must be thrilled with their daughter. I always reply, but I'm slow. I'm sorry. Monthly okay. cosplay. I'll send you.
6: Um, she does sometimes. Daily that's posting. Cute, one weekly
2: PPV. That's point per view. Point. Is that, uh, is that uh, scrubs and uh, face masks? No, it's is not. Um, so I
6: just sent you one of her cosplays Ten... as Princess Leia in your Twitter DMs if you want to see. Oh, this kinda... is a
2: picture? Oh, yeah. is, this, is this legal? This is tawdry. No, it's not.
6: She's not naked in it, but this, this is, is her. This is This is her as Princess Leia, so you can get the uh, idea. Yeah. Um,
2: the... I don't know that there's a close resemblance. uh, So
6: anyway, anyway, she is a moderately successful OnlyFans content creator. Let's say she creates content on OnlyFans that people pay her for. And she yesterday uh, went out on Twitter and says that she was totally broke in January and now she's bought a house and she has a bunch of pictures of her in this like empty house um, celebrating. Her success for getting to buy a house with her OnlyFans money in her, quote, skank bank. So this attracted a lot of attention on Twitter from uh, both the e-girl, cam girl community and from the sort of uh, the, the traditional Christian right wing community on Twitter, uh, some of whom have been uncharitable about their views that, well, some of them feel that she may not be attractive enough to have actually made the money to buy a house on OnlyFans. So there were some uncharitable remarks about her uh, looks, which I don't necessarily think OnlyFans is totally about looks. It's about what you're willing to do on camera for money.
2: So it's not like just about how attractive you are. Who hits cosplay and lewd? I guess a lot of people. I guess Zoomers do that. That's that's what they're doing. Yeah, so... I don't know. We didn't really have... So anyway now there there are conspiracy
6: you know. theories now about you know like did um did only fans like let her like pretend that she bought this house, this empty house, so that they can like try and attract more moderately attractive, desperate females to post themselves mm-hmm. on OnlyFans. And you know she's been she's had a ton of people like yelling at her and calling her unattractive on Twitter. And she's had a ton of people, which I don't support, and I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. She probably can buy a house. Plenty of people are probably well. Willing- you got
2: the whole world. I mean, that's there's more than six billion people in the world. I assume four billion of them are on the internet.
7: Yeah, so you can probably somebody for everybody.
2: You think do, do people like horribly ugly obese older men? Is there? A... <laughs> I'm sure there's a market for anything, honey. Depending can what you you're willing, depending way, what this... you're willing
6: to do on camera. If I, well, I'm, I'm sure. willing
2: to cosplay or lewd. If, <laughs> so if I can, you imagine I did this. I went on OnlyFans and I did my little photo spread or whatever it is, and not one person on earth. <laughs> I don't chose think... to subscribe. I don't think that would be very hurtful. To
6: subscribe anyway. But you know, I'm
2: going to set up an OnlyFans account and I'll give that that'll be in the note show notes for now on.
6: I do, do not think that it's healthy to make money that way. I think she probably did make the money that way. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think she probably did buy the house. Um, but I, I don't I don't think it's great to be promoting this to young women as a totally awesome option for getting rid of your student loans. Um I think it's corrosive. I think it's I think that all this type of content is fundamentally degrading to women.
2: Uh, But Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that said, I mean, yeah. um, All of it. Some is less unethical unethical than others. But but what if you don't care? What if you don't mind being naked? And if you just take selfies and some some (laughs) idiot in Sri Lanka is going to, you know, pay you hundreds of dollars well
6: sure i mean like what if the football players don't care about getting um what is it tm cte cte or whatever what if they don't care about damaging their brain okay. damaging their brain for life uh by getting tackled all the time like great they can do that but it doesn't mean it's not damaging yeah but that's, you know like i'm not saying it's
2: physically damaging i'm not saying necessarily you know taking oh. a selfie
6: well, yeah, and I think that's a way a lot of women get into it. Like, I'll just take some foot pictures and put it on OnlyFans, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but then I think that it, you end up, it's addicting, and you end up, and to have that kind of validation, have people paying you for that, and you end up doing more things and taking it further. And I do think that um, selling images of your body in various states of sexual yes. whatever, I think that that's. I think it's fundamentally corrosive towards your self-image of yourself and your and your understanding of yourself as a woman and as a person. I I do, just like CTE is fundamentally damaging to football players, and some of them still choose to play. And should it be illegal? No, like I don't think OnlyFans should be illegal. But I, but I I do think that parents and adults and other people who can see the effect this has on society, I think that we should be telling our children that this is toxic to to young people and to their views. And I see this as a person who came up in a generation where I saw a lot of stuff on the internet at a very young age. I had seen things my parents had never even heard of by the time I was like 14, you know? And, and because parents then didn't realize that all this stuff was out there and how easy it was for kids to access. And... And I do think that it's very damaging to my generation Mm -hmm. on the whole. I think it's been damaging to gender relations and to young people and to their views of women and and to the ways that men treat women. I think that that's absolutely true. And um, and you can see it in how addicting pornography is, how many men have trouble, um, you know, performance wise because they're exposed to such extreme content so often uh, so much is of what true yeah
2: my goodness yeah I mean I can send you art-
6: articles about this stuff but but I do think it's fundamentally damaging and corrosive you know and we can argue about like how much damage are we willing to do in society in order like I don't want to throw anybody in jail over their yeah. only fans account like it,
2: well, I definitely it's think be reasonable
6: for- but I don't yeah. think this is healthy and I think that I think that people should say this is not healthy and and this is not a healthy way for young women to make money. Psychologically healthy yeah. for them. Well, I would say- And I don't think it's psychologically healthy for the men either by the way to have this transactional objectifying view of those types of relationships of that level of intimacy seems
2: like a good way to make an incel psycho out of somebody. Well,
6: that's what, in, so in the comments, because a lot of people were yelling at her about how she's not really attractive, including a lot of very odious people. Richard Spencer says that she's a six and that society is disgusting. Oh, or whatever. great.
2: That's, who's he voting for? By the way, he's voting
6: for Joe Biden, Joe say, Biden, say Joe Biden supporter. Again, uh, <laughs> he's voting for Joe Biden, Joe Biden supporter. Richard Spencer uh, calls her a six out of 10 and says that society is disgusting. Um you know for supporting her and that the type of men who would pay her for her nude videos are disgusting. Um but but I do think it's psychologically damaging to men also to to have this um this be their view of how you become intimate with women hmm. is by paying them online. It's I think it's toxic frankly and there's a lot of data that shows that young people are having less sex than ever. Um, like actual, real, physical sex. Right. Um, and I think that that's a big part of it, is that, that their views of intimacy are completely warped and distorted by the online culture surrounding sexuality. Um, I don't think this is great. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think there are definitely – she probably works pretty hard to put together appealing content for her fans, and that's –
2: Who knew young women want houses?
6: Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's – it's a little bit of a weird men. post on her part of her like sitting on the countertop in her mm-hmm. empty kitchen but
2: you that's, know I mean, you know what that shows she's, she's got a head in her shoulders and she's I think doing she's, that with her money
6: yeah I mean I think she's smart it, some of her videos yes. that her G rated videos that she's posted are kind of funny like she seems like a funny smart enough person she's put together this business model for herself you know it's, I'm not mad at that's her that's better than
2: being a sh- uh, having a sugar daddy right which, which is essentially an indirect prostitute well she
6: and some of her friends on OnlyFans also point out that you should not uh, condemn people who perform escort services and yeah. other in-person services either because it just contributes to the hate of sex workers. I don't hate sex workers. Well, I, just... I was
2: in, When I was in, worked as a doorman in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh-huh. we used to have uh, prostitutes come in in nice cars, drive up to the front, and uh, uh, supposedly, according to them, They were very educated, a couple of them anyway. Very Mm -hmm. beautiful. They were attending a well-known Cambridge college down the street. And simply it was transactional to get money.
6: (sighs) I mean, I I think it's bad.
2: Yes, it's probably not an overly healthy thing. But anyway, thank you very much, Alice Shattuck, for battling through this, playing injured. You can follow me on Twitter, at Tom Shattuck. Facebook, you can follow me at at Tom Shattuck as well. You can follow me on OnlyFans, OnlyFans slash Tom Shattuck. Alice Shattuck is on Twitter. That's Alice at Alice Shattuck. Email me at winchester at gmail.com. Thank you for everything, by the way. We appreciate uh, subscriptions and the comments and all that other stuff. You take it easy.
0: Say Lafi. He'll focus on issues so dear to us, like healthcare and COVID 19. A sound policy, national healing, Bank on Biden to say what he means. Diversity in Biden's cabinet, Reflecting the country we know. With women and people of color, Yes, that's why we're counting on Joe. With 36 years as a senator, He knows how to reach across the aisle. Found with Bernie